you've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go! What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Truly appreciate everybody for tuning in. Oh, man, I don't even have to tell y'all no more. Gratitude is where I start. It is literally... I woke up this morning. I, I woke up. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm up. I woke up. I wiggled my toes. I said, I won. <laughs> this game, I already won, man. I won. Now I just need to find out if my kids are safe and... Life is good, folks. Life is good. And I truly do mean that, man. It's, that's all it takes. That's all it takes, man. I'll figure out something to eat. I've gone three days without eating before, before I had to go start snatching purses. I mean, I, it, it's been to that, you know? So it's like, I know I'm going to survive the human cockroach. I probably don't have much longer left. But with that being said, I always told myself I was going to be dead by 25. Otherwise, I would have finished high school to begin with. So, brrr, all righty, folks. So today, 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 I have a lot going on, but... I just want to apologize for not putting out more content, man. I got no excuse, and uh, I've been uh, I've been lost. You know, I, I this last week I haven't had my my daughter around, so um, you know, her mom took her out of town. I'm not really sure why. Um, there's some bullshit about house sitting and watching a dog or something, but then she got out there and Facetime me, and next thing I know, it's like an empty house with just an air mattress and a dog, and it's like. This is bullshit, man. I definitely should have had my daughter. There's no reason in hell that I shouldn't have had my daughter for a week. But irrelevant, you know, not even going to speak on that. But it's just the emptiness. There's a complete emptiness. And it's uh, it's not the first time that I've had this. It's definitely. But I, I, I want to say I'm in the cocoon state. Um, The last week I was like in a cocoon state. It's weird, man. That's all I can say is some people call it depression. You know, and it's just uh, it's very empty. It's a very... I say cocoon state because I know that I'm just coming back to Bob Dog. You know, I just I already know when I got my kids, man, it's I know who I am. You know, I'm 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 dad. You know, it's that's who I am. Everybody knows I'm not even out. You won't even see me around. If I, you do, it's just because I'm at a park with my daughter. Like, and it's just my kids, my kid. I'm at a skate park with my son, you know, and that's where you'll see me. My kids aren't around, man. You'll see me. Uh, <laughs> I'll be everywhere, man. I'll be going. I got jumped in my car the last couple of days. I've been, I've been moving, man. I love it. I love it. Get, been getting a lot of props on my little Honda CRX too, man. A lot of people love my car, so that's that's pretty dope. Um, with that being said, I built it. I built it, man. Pretty much every bolt on that damn car now I've done. You know, I've rebuilt everything on it, and it's it's interesting when I hear something creaky and I know I might die. You know, because I'm doing. 90 over some overpass with just huge drop-offs and i'm just smashing it's like i don't care man it, it's it's different it's different man it's different than like when i'm trying to get home to my daughter and i know that they need me and they're they're dependent on me and, they, and you know i'm the breadwinner and I, I need to provide and it's like right now i um those that don't know unemployed is laid off and i don't plan on finding more employment i'm actually working on starting my own powder coating company i'll get into that but um yeah, we just I'm trying to stick on these emotions, man, because it's 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 fresh, it's fresh. But I remember this for the first time. So, growing up, I was always a problem. You know, for those who don't know, I was definitely a runaway by 15. Took off to Vegas, um, had a little crack house going, had my own social security numbers and everything all figured out. Uh, dude that I lived with, 
you know, Chuck, man, big shout out. He's doing life in prison in L.A. now, and it's 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 it was a different life. Definitely a lot of pimping going on and just crack houses and living. You know, I went three days without eating. I never called my parents once and asked for nothing. I just eventually started snatching purses and going that route and figuring out how to do things. And eventually I, I made a living for myself and made it until the police finally caught up to me one day and I was expedited out of the state. But around those times, um, when I came back, that's when I found there was a, you know, a little female and that was my first baby mama, but I stuck with her for years, man. And, uh, we ended up having a kid. And when I had a kid, I finally had a purpose. So I was always, you know, I was always a dog, man. It was always, I mean, even when she found out that I was cheating, she, she actually got into my MySpace or something one day and she had a count of like a hundred girls that I'd been talking to. And I don't mean this like not sitting here bragging. I was just always a dog. Like, that's what I did. I don't understand. And people are like, oh, I, you know, can't find a lady or something like that. She, I, man, I go to a gas station right now. I'll pull something like it don't matter. But that's not even a cocky. I just, I don't mind talking to people. And a lot of people are very shy and never get talked to. And I've realized that about especially beautiful women or certain women. People just act weird around them or trying to impress them. It's like, just, just be real. Just keep it real. Keep it 100. Even if I had a girlfriend, I'd just tell them, yo, I got a girl. Like, I'm not going to sit here. People meet me. A girl be like, hey, you got a girlfriend? I'll be like, I do have a girlfriend, actually. But that don't mean that she ain't going to let me smash tonight. You know what I mean? So I always I learned that over time. I used to think like, oh, I tell her I got a girlfriend. She ain't going to fuck with me. Like, no, that ain't how that shit works. Be honest with them. And if if you do have a girlfriend, that's what you decide to do. Then that, that should, it doesn't even mean that they're not going to do it. It's just be honest. And that's what I did learn. I've learned that about life and just everything. I don't lie to female. I don't lie to dudes. I try not to lie to anybody now. And uh, I never was much. Yeah, I guess I was. I, I, I bullshit, bullshitting Bob Dog. Uh, my homie Mercs will tell you. I definitely get him on the podcast one day. He actually just texted me because I sent him a picture of that Asante Samuel one one card I got. He just smoked the Raiders. But ah, oh, back to back to back to the emotions, man. Back to the emotions. So yeah, growing up, man, I was I definitely uh, I became very isolated once my mom moved out and my dad. He was struggling to keep a roof over our head. He was losing his company. That went under. Both of his companies went under, and he actually became an employee for the first time in thirty, forty years, whatever. And you know, he was doing his own thing, but we became very isolated. And I'm not sure about yeah. I guess my brother too, but I can only speak about myself. I try not to speak about others. But I, I became very isolated. So when I used to sit and talk with my mom, 8.30 every night, we sit and do homework. We never did homework again. You know what I mean? We used to have home-cooked meals. We went to goulash and TV dinners. Like, shit changed real quick. You know, and it wasn't my dad's fault. My mom took off, so it was like, all right, well, bachelor pad now. So we just started all living that life, and my dad doesn't know. You know, he, he's, he's restricted to his education. And um, he had a different upbringing as a child of a hell's angels member and knocked out his two front teeth when he was like 13 years old. So, you know, it's just been, we're white, we're white. We're definitely from the gutter. Um, it's debatable whether my dad's white or not. Some people would debate that, but either way, they, they all call me a white boy around here. So I'm, I'm the white guy. So, uh, man, life was a trip, man. Then when my son was finally born, I just remember I finally had a purpose, you know, I counted to be dead by 25, but once he was born, it was like, dude, like, I got a reason now. I got a responsibility. You know, it, was just, it changed everything. It gave me a purpose. So when I had my son, I would spend my 21st birthday, for example. I didn't go. I, I spent it in my backyard smoking on a blunt and looking at him through the slider. That was my 21st birthday. I didn't want to go out nowhere. I didn't want to go to bars. I didn't want to do none of that shit. I literally wanted to spend it with him. I, I love my kids. Like, I love them. 
they're my purpose without them. It's just, let's go. Like, what are we going to go do? You want to go mate with something? You want to go fuck something up? You want to go jump off something? You want to go scuba diving? Let's go. You might die. Okay. Like it don't matter. Um, it really don't folks. Life is life is here. You only get one of them and it's not a longevity game. Fucking live that shit to the fullest. That's I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I stand by that one. I don't, I don't want to die in a retirement home of old age. That shit does not seem fun to me. I'd rather go in a race car going out. You know what I mean? I just to each their own, to each their own. But I also feel, and I have considered opening up a, um, oh, that's a whole nother subject, but opening up a, uh, what is that called? A suicide place where you can jump and do your shit. I, I want to give people parachutes and I'll drop you out of a fucking airplane. And you want to commit suicide. And if, Hey, if you make it all the way down to that fucking floor and you decide not to pull that parachute, well, fuck, you wanted to die. But if halfway down you decide, hey, you really don't want to die, you pull that parachute, you got a new value on life. Look at your ass. Go live something. You know what I mean? You're going to commit suicide anyways. Might as well do it in this way where you can save yourself. But this is coming from somebody who's had a lot of um, suicide around them. Um, you know, big shout out Alex Link, man. He, he, he hung himself in his backyard. You know, that was tough because it was alcohol related. Just got home, got in an argument with his dad and went in the backyard or garage i forget and hung himself and his mom found you know just fucked up shit like that man so it's like i don't know people look at my idea and be like you're fucking sick but it's like dude my aunt she swallowed the barrel of her gun and she wrote a note trying to leave the gun to my brother and all this stuff and it was like it's suicide is real you know my mom's trash i I saw her in a coma i've seen many many things man many things in life (laughs) and it's just living the american dream i tell you what so um yeah, man, finally, purpose, a purpose, man. That's all I can tell y'all, man. I, I, I have my purpose, and that's my children. So when I lost my son, that's when I wasn't Bob. I was always suave Bob, baby Jesus. I had long hair, you know, long beard. So they always called me baby Jesus or something, but I was always, you know, running amok, running amok for sure. Um, Man, when I lost my son the first time because he – uh. I found out that my baby mama was talking with another guy, you know, and I, I knew it, but – kept telling me no kept telling me no and then one day i knew it man i took her phone right and there was nothing in there i go through the whole fucking phone i took it i went down to the basketball park i'm sitting there so she knows i have her phone she's pissed but she can't you know i know there's something going on i'm like motherfucker dude i fucking know and she kept telling me no keep telling me no i'm sure i was a piece of shit but i cheated on her many times before then so i don't take it personal or anything but at that time i cheated so much and i wanted my family so bad like we were looking at marriage things i, I would consider marriage marriage is a joke to me but for my family after i was i was in a dream man it was a dream i had a family i had a purpose i had i wanted the, the american dream i guess you'd say um that was the first time i ever wanted a family and like to keep it all together but i knew it i knew it you know and it was it was my fault definitely be Kind of, yeah, it was definitely my fault, but I partied like hell before my son was born. Like, I, I'll, my life was a party. Um, you can, any day you come through, we do whatever. I was always down. I didn't do drugs, never did drugs, but what, you want to jump off something? You want to go sneak into something? You want to go, what do you want to do? Let's go. Like, I'm down. If we go to jail, whatever. Like, I'd rather run and try not to go to jail, but I've ran from many police. I've hit many walls. My endurance is off the charts. So it's like, good luck, motherfuckers. I've ran from helicopter. I've done all that shit. I've been stabbed and shot at. It's all. We can do it. We can do it. I love it. I'm, a, I'm an adrenaline junkie, MMA trained, you know, been karate since I was like five years old. It's just, it's what I know. Um, sports, motocross, BMX, got third in the world, nationals. Um, my parents got a divorce, never raced again. So it was, life is good, man. Life is good, but I love that thrill. So 
I remember taking the phone and there was nothing on it. I'm going through. I'm like, what the fuck? There's nothing. Like I'm tripping. Like, and as I'm going back, I remember the name. Like, hey, baby. And I got the text. So I was like, oh, this bitch, this bitch. Right. So I, I knew at that point, like, okay, cool. So my family going to dissipate at that point. I'm not going to be with somebody cheating on me. So we getting out. You're not living with me, you know? So it's like, I let my son go to another state. The only place she really had to live with, with her dad, who supposedly had six months of cancer, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of people already know this part ain't going to bore you. But uh, when I lost my son, that's when Bob Dog found his, uh, got the name, I guess, because I was just running around doing the stupid of the stupid shit, man. We could fight anybody. We were fighting everybody. It was it's a good time in my life. Definitely linked up with some people, you know, and that's where the Bob Dog name was given to me. Definitely not something that I was looking to bond to, but it just it stuck and went, man. And it's the dog in me, dog in me. Um Man, son was gone. I was running amok, running amok, and then uh, I got my son back. That was a that was a big that was a big one, man. When I got my son back, and that was, that was life changing. And at that same time, I had a daughter. So not only do I have another reason in life, I got my main reason in life. I finally got him back. It was like the trippiest shit that ever happened. They both came about the same time. It was the biggest blessing I've ever had. Like I got them both now. And then on a week like this, I'm back down to zero. So this happened to me for those who've been following the podcast, like a couple months ago, actually, I was, I was aware that I'd be at zero. Um, you know, my daughter's mom definitely made it very clear that she was working on finding her way out. So it was like, okay, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? We, we go on this route. No problem. Don't blame her. Don't blame her. I'm definitely not somebody I'd want to be in a partnership. I'm not emotionally available, man. I ain't got the emotions for you. You know, so if people want that highs and low, that's not me, man. That's not, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to go. It's an, I'm, I'm one speed, man. When I do get pissed off, I get pissed. I ain't going to play that shit, man. I'll fucking shoot you in your motherfucking face. Like people outside, not saying my significant other partner, I'll walk my fucking ass away. But, um, yeah, outside of here, I, I don't play with you motherfuckers. Like I really don't. We, we I don't mind. Like I, those are the people tell you I've been in jail. Even the, the shot caller, man, dude in there with the keys. Man. I even told him when he said, hey, man, this happened again. We're going to have this, you know, we have to do your 90 seconds or whatever it was. And it's, I hope that you're one of them. You know, I, I'm, I, I love to smash people. There's nothing in life like smashing people. Bilal Muhammad, I would love to smash. If I ever get the opportunity, I know that I'll probably lose percentage-wise. I will take any opportunity to fight that man. He spoke on my, on my kids. And it's like, I'll fight anybody. I don't give a fuck. I, I expect to lose every fight. But... I'm willing to win all of them. And that's any competition. I love competition. Competition is amazing. Um, I think that it's very sad that we're going away from that because we don't want people to feel like losers. Competition also teaches you that if you are the loser and you work hard enough, you may be the winner one day. So it teaches you to work your work hard, work your ass off, and you might be able to become as good as that person. Now, sometimes it comes down to physical abilities, and you got to realize that motherfucker's faster than you. He's got a faster muscle twitch, so we got to figure out another you know, another way around it. We're playing chess, not checkers here. So you just got to figure out a different style and different approach. All right. Beating you on the hands. We got to take it to the ground. So I've always uh, loved competition. You know what I mean? If you, if this dude's eating, then I can eat. And if, if I can't eat, I'm going to go take what he's eating, you know? And that's, that's the ghetto mentality. I guess that's what I was taught growing up. But when you're hungry, man, you don't give a fuck, dude. When it came to snatching purses for the first time after I was that hungry, I didn't give a fuck whose grandma, whose mom, who, who was whatever, now, I couldn't really mess with the guys too much because I was so malnutrition, man. I could barely even function. You know, a dude probably would have beat my ass. And for the most part, I'll, I'll keep my own. Like I said, I'm very confident. But 
after three days of not eating and just malnutrition, you ain't beating nobody's ass, man. You know what I mean? So I just had to resort to preying on the weakest links. And out in Vegas, that's one of them. Um, I definitely robbed a lot of transvestites and stuff. Um, they had It was before this time. Today, it's kind of more common. But back then, they had their own little section with the rainbow flags all around the, the complex and everything. Um, and we used to just sit in the car. We used to follow them, man, because you already knew they were pulling tricks. Dudes pulled up in their business attire, BMW, Mercedes, nicest cars pull up. And they're leaving with a fine-dressed female. But y'all, we knew there, there were no females. It was always guy on guy. So we just wait, follow them. They go in the parking lots. And as soon as that driver put his head back because he was getting getting some sloppy-toppy and he puts his head hitting that rest position, you just run up on him. And, you know, hands up, hands up. He's not expecting it. The person down, going downstairs, they're not expecting it. And it's a catches them in a compromising situation but with that being said they don't always give it up i definitely whacked a couple people with some golf clubs and did some things so hey hopefully they're not dead or still open cases but y'all know how that goes man y'all know how that goes man um life as a motherfucker man definitely don't give a fuck about nobody but my kids man and with that being said here's the thing man i don't disrespect anybody i guess i kind of sound a lot like sean strickland like i'm I'm not here to disrespect anybody. I try really hard not to disrespect anybody. I try to avoid conflict at all costs because I understand the price of what these conflicts can be and will probably be because I do not have any enemies left. You know what I mean? If if you're an enemy, either we're going to no longer have a reason to be enemies or you ain't going to exist no more. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, I'm a firm believer in the carbon cycle. I don't think people should be cremated, so we should be burying everybody. Um, it's not your energy to expel back into the atmosphere. Everybody should be down in the dirt. Y'all could take that as you want to, but life is good, folks. Life is good. I'm the one to call when you ain't when when you ain't know what to do. You just give Bob Dog a call. He'll help you out. You know what I mean? We 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 got locations. So life is good, folks. Life is good, man. Um, shit, that's my my emotional cocoon. I know that I'm out this motherfucker now because this is living life. Um, definitely. Yesterday was finally the day where I was just coming out and just, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, ready, ready. And just, life is good, folks. Life is good. I don't know if I'll ever even get my daughter back or how that's going to go. And, you know, I'll, I'll keep her room here and available. But from this day forward, I'm just going. I'm just, I talked to her yesterday, and on the phone she told me we're going to Washington. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. I'm just going to go let go of that wheel because, um, Unfortunately, her very, uh, it's fucked up, man. And I think that that's one great thing that's going on with society these days is equal rights. And I think that, you know, the the father should have equal rights. This illusion that the mothers should take the children or something. That shit's fucked up, man, because there are some bad mothers. My son's mom was a bad mother. My mother was a bad mother, especially, you know, she, she left us. She took off when we needed her the most. I mean, that's just what happens sometimes. And not all mothers are good fucking mothers. So it's, it's fucked up that the, the dads, I mean, there's nobody more devoted to that child than me. I'll tell you that right now. There's nobody that would make sure that that child has what she needs more than me. And there's nobody that could provide for her like I could because even her mother is dependent on her mother. And, like, you know, she has certain things that she relies on. And if those aren't in place, she's crumbling like a fucking like a pile of trash. You know, and it's like I'm just, I, don't, I don't understand it, um, especially when there's more. <sighs> oh, life is good, folks. Life is good. So when it comes to the kids, it's all fucked up, man. I think that a lot of dads should have a lot more rights, especially 
as we see, man, dads, there's a lot of good dads out there. I had a really, I had an amazing dad and my dad was better than my mom in, in parenting sense. I mean, my dad never turned his back on us ever. And, uh, unless we deserved it, if we deserved it, that was a little different, but man, I'll never forget those days, man. And I definitely don't hold it, you know, against my mom. I don't know what the fuck she was doing. I've definitely heard her say, you know, on certain occasions that she wishes, you know, she would have stayed at the house and could be back in that situation. We had one hell of a family, man. What we had going on there was awesome. It was priceless. And, uh, losing it was just as priceless because I understand the value of things. And that's why I say, if, if you have a family, man, it's awesome. It's, it, it's awesome. Um, it's, I don't understand. There's a certain strength that you're going to get from being independent. I think like foster children and things like that. There's a certain strength that other people will never understand of being alone and, and solitary of really not having somebody to call and not having somebody to impress and not having somebody to disappoint. I think that was a big thing when I no longer worried about disappointing my parents, you know, when my dad kicked me out and my mom had already left, I just like, fuck what you guys think. Like I could give a fuck less. I really could. Like I'm already viewed as a failure in your guys' eyes is basically what I thought, you know? And, 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 uh, my dad never made it really vocal, but just the way he would act or treat us, you know, if you fuck up, you're gone, you're moving in with your mom. And that's basically how he would put it. My mom, she was definitely more screaming at him, more of a screamer type person, yell and shit like that. But my dad, he was just more, is, you know, very uh, monotone. I don't, my dad don't, he don't yell at us. What the fuck are you going to yell at us for? He's going to go pick up a paddle and beat the fuck out of us or something. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to put hands on He's not going to yell at us. I don't think my dad ever screamed at us or anything like that. Like, fuck no. Never had to. Um, Very different, man. Very different. That's why when it comes to hitting your kids and shit, I'm... I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Um, I can tell you that I never, I never spanked my son. I told him I was going to. I definitely got him from school. They were saying he was being bad. We got in the car. I said, boy, I'm going to whoop your ass when we get home. He's sitting there crying his eyes out, man. I just had to pull over on the side of the road. Get out of the car. He got out of the car. I was like, give me a hug, man. And I just gave him the biggest hug, man. Like, don't ever do this again. Like, this, this shouldn't, why do we get this far? You know what I mean? And he never did it again. I, I never had to. Never got caught in that situation again, um, and I'm very thankful, you know, and it, it didn't come to that, but my willingness was there. There was no doubt. There was no doubt, man. It definitely needs to be some type of uh, consequences for everybody's actions, and I don't think talking to somebody and say, well, you're going to learn from that. No, fuck that, man. That's like all these things going on in America right now with all these thefts and everybody running in these stores and just taking shit and nobody doing nothing about it. Like, fuck that, man. I'm a big believer of, uh, the Quran's mentality when it comes to that. And that's remove his hand, dude. You catch a thief going like that, remove his hand. And that's fuck that consequences, boy, we're going to make it so this shit can't happen again. And as a person that plans on starting a small business, if I do have my small business and people, people come in like that, they will get shot in their face. They will, I guarantee you, and I, I will not, if I don't have neighbors' buildings, I will not be calling the cops. <laughs> you know what I mean? I will probably have an RC track in the backyard, and I can use a new set of doubles, so we'll just go ahead and make that a landing right there. Boom. You know what I'm saying? We just uh keep it pushing when we're keeping it pushing out here, baby. God damn, I should probably see a counselor or something, but hey, they wouldn't let me go. Um, Mental health is a motherfucker, man. I know... Y'all probably sitting here listening to this like, this motherfucker's crazy. And look, man, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, 
Well, I always wanted to join the military. I just never wanted to fight another man's war. I got my own wars to fight, you know, and it's like uh, life is good. Life is good. So now that kids are gone, you know what I mean? Back to solo bolo, at least for now. I don't know what the fuck's happening. But, uh, yeah, working on getting that powder coating company started just because trying to minimize my waste, folks. I'm trying to uh, make things look pretty that ain't so pretty. So I found some weights next door. My neighbors moved out. So they're cool, man. I love them. I love them. And they moved out. Some tweakers moved in. They've been chilling back there doing whatever. But I was back there chopping up my bush. I threw all the bushes on the other side because I was going to use their trash can. Well, then some tweakers moved in there. I ain't going over there with all these tweakers and shit over there. That's your problem now. Y'all want to move in squatters, basically. You know what I mean? So whoever the fuck has that house, it's your problem now. But I got all these things chopped down. My backyard's all flushed out, looking clean. So I've been, I've been grinding, folks. I've been grinding, man. But, um, man, man, man. Should probably keep going on about the emotions, but I don't even want to speak on it because I know I'm just going to get myself in trouble. You know, sometimes you go down these dark places you end up, Exposing too many skeletons out the closet. And, uh, yeah. So, all I can say is Bob Dog's back. I apologize that I didn't bring you content for damn near a week. But it was just a, it was a dark place, man. There was a lot of days where I didn't even want to work on my car. I always work on my cars. I always working in the garage. And it was just, so now I just want to lay in bed, man, asleep. And you just lay there, man. I don't even want to wake up. You know, and it's just, there's no purpose. Why do I want to get out of bed? You know, it's, uh. It's interesting. It's interesting without my kids and without my reason. I could definitely start all over again, see where that goes. But it's like, I don't, I don't really want to, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. Like I want my man. If somebody, I want to go, I want to go uh, cave scuba diving. I want to go do shit like that. I like doing shit that's on the edge and that I don't have to come back from, you know what I mean? It's not like if I don't, I don't. So it was like, oh, shit, we can't find the tagline and swim back. We're like, we, we can't find our way back out of this cave. We're going to run out of air. It's like, all right, well, let's check out if we can find some shit. Maybe we can find another way out. Let's check this tunnel. Let's go check this tunnel. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, we're going to die. We're going to die. But we all going to die anyways, folks. I'm sorry to break it to you, but I'm really not because that was, a, that was a conversation I had with my daughter the other day. You know, and it's like I was trying to explain God to her. So for those that don't know, I definitely grew up. Um, non-religious, uh, we definitely, you know, we, they would talk about God, I guess, and a little bit, but no, we didn't go to church. We didn't do nothing religious. We didn't, we weren't religious. Um, but when I met my first child's mom, she was, she brought me to a couple of church things and I, I became religious folks. I would go to Bible studies throughout the week. I go to church two to three times on Sundays, two to three times. I would go to the first one at seven at Emmanuel Baptist or I think it was eight, maybe eight. And then I make my 11 o'clock at 777. Then I, sometimes I make the night shift at Emmanuel Baptist. If I didn't go chill with the 777 fam, I go train or do something. You know, I was fully dedicated. And that's why I say when my, my son's mom, when she started cheating and doing that shit, I was, I was literally on a whole nother path. So I've walked a couple of different paths in my life. Uh, closer to the psychopath, I, I would say, is what most people will agree with me. But I... I do feel that way about most of your Bible thumpers and religious people. I think that a lot of them are just using that as a, as a way instead of going down their own road and they just kind of bond to it, which might be a good thing, man. Religion's not, I don't know where religion stands, man. I think it's definitely costed more lives, costed more lives than it saved. I watch a lot of this religion shit play out and 
The way that I look at religion is if there's some aliens that come down and we learn that all this religion shit was bullshit, we have a lot of fucking idiots, man. I mean, billions of people that believe in something that literally does not exist. So when you think about that and you're like, I know that we think we're smart and shit, but like, we don't even know. We don't know a damn thing. We don't know what happens after death. We don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, are aliens real? We don't know mathematics was it invented or was mathematics discovered i mean it's so much shit we could go on about but i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this one up because we have a 30 minute mark that's just about where i wrap them up i definitely have a lot of other shit that i could go off about but i'm gonna keep it at that one i love appreciate each and every one of y'all is nipple whiskers i'm gonna be working i'm building my damn powder coating company got my car going got shit grinding i love appreciate each and every one of y'all if y'all need anything hit me The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one. One.